Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Well, hey, Jared, it's very cool to be talking with you, and uh, we've just been enjoying a season where we're talking to people from all around the world as part of our online church while we're in lockdown. So great to have you here. Why don't you say a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself to our church. Yeah, hey, it's great to be here, Matt. Uh, it's great to catch up with you a little bit. Uh, so I'm, I'm Jared Boyd. I uh, pastor a vineyard church here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, not the very big one, as you probably have heard of. Uh, we're a really small church called The Abbey, and uh, I live here with my wife and four daughters, and um, I'm a spiritual director and, and do some, some writing, and we'll talk a little bit more about some of the other work I do, which is uh, I am working and have been for about 10 years working on planting a religious order in the vineyard uh, called the Order of the Common Life. Okay, so that's a little bit different um, for uh, a vineyard pastor. It sounds um, like something out of a, you know, a, a movie that was set ten centuries ago. Um, so tell me, tell me more about that because it's uh, I, I, I know a little, uh, but and a lot of what I hear I like. So tell me more. Yeah, yeah. So I think one of the ways that I have talked about this is. Um, you know, most people have heard of uh, the Jesuits or, uh, you know, the Benedictines or even Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa founded a religious order called the Sisters of Charity, and they had a very specific mission, um, you know, in and around uh, India, you know, caring for the poorest of the poor. So in the Catholic tradition, there are these uh, religious orders that have popped up all the way back from, you know, uh, the Middle Ages and even up until you know, recently there's still religious orders that are being sort of birthed out of the Catholic context. What I've been working on the past 10 years is to sort of think about what is the best of all of that and how do we bring that into the 21st century to breathe some vineyard values and life into it and, and what, would, what would come out of that? And that's sort of what we're trying to do with the order of the common life. So imagine if the Jesuits or the Franciscans were birthed out of the vineyard context in the 21st century, that, that's what we're trying to do. And why do something more than just um, church life? Why anything that we do, we've, we obviously do it because we believe in it, it because it takes time and energy to, uh, to see something uh, start and then you know, flourish. Um, why, what is it about this that, gets you excited that you think this is worth this is worth sowing into yeah it's a great question i would say i'd say to answer that in two ways is um one is that the tradition of religious orders um have been a gift to the church since their formation so you think about practices like um spiritual direction, for example, which we could talk more about. I don't know how familiar your folks are with spiritual direction. It's just uh, having a spiritual director is like just having a uh, once a month, I meet with a spiritual director that helps me listen to my life with God, like helps me listen to what I'm praying about, 
just has a really good conversation with me about what is God doing in my life and how do we pay attention to that? So that would be an example of something that we are benefiting from that was really carried through the tradition of monastic orders. Um, other things like uh, real, like real ability to focus uh, on a particular mission. So like, again, Mother Teresa, um, they did one thing really well, and that was care for the poorest of the poor. Yeah. But oftentimes doing that one thing with real tenacity and longevity requires a certain shape of one's life to emerge. So like you look at the Sisters of Charity around Mother Teresa, um, man, their life had a particular shape to it. And that shape of life helped them do the work that they were called to do. So the reason that religious orders have sort of been birthed through time is the recognition that we have a particular call and then the shape of our night, our life needs to match that call to support it. So, um, that's as odd as it sounds. I mean, I've been a part of the vineyard for 27 years and as odd as it sounds, um, the more I lean into this, the more I know that this is like the work I'm called to for the rest of my life. And I've made a lifelong commitment to, to do this work with, with the order of the common life. So, so quite possibly without those uh, shapes of doing life or rhythms of doing life uh, and sewing into areas that bring strength to us, we would actually burn out if we're doing this work for the others, especially when you look at Mother Teresa's uh, work and the work that her order did in, in Calcutta, the, you know, the poorest of the poor, like that's, like that's a lot of pouring out. So, so you're saying that there are certain things that are part of their, uh, their flow, their, their rhythms of life that is able to sustain that and, and allow them to, to continue without just burning out. Would that be right? Yeah, I think that that's certain. That's, that's like pretty, pretty accurate. I think that that's, as I looked at history, um, that seems to be what has been happening with religious orders for the past a thousand plus years is that uh, life that supports that level of mission. And so we're trying to sort that out in the 21st century. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm not wearing like a, a dark robe. I don't have like sandals on my feet. Um, so we're trying to recontextualize that for the 21st century. But there's a tradition in those religious orders of, um, of, of living in a way underneath what's called a, a rule of life. Um, and that's the structure that sort of supports. And that, and that for us is, is a life that we have four rhythms and 12 commitments that we, that we sort of lean into together. Um, and we're a dispersed community all throughout. So we're not, we don't live in a cloistered monastery though. My hope is, and my prayer is that someday we would be able to, to have a, at least a location where people could come and spend a couple of years of formation. Mm. So, but that's probably 20 or 30 years away. Um, but, but that's the long-term goal for that mm. is to have a, mo a monastery basically mm. that is properly contextualized for the 21st century. Mm. So when a lot of people think of uh, a monastic 
life or monasteries, uh, the picture is one around um, separating away from society and and praying and you know, lots of mm. lots of prayer uh, and uh, so but in the in, and in the vineyard we love we love prayer we love to pray um, but one of the things that we also love is the you know the work and activity of the Holy Spirit amongst us you know the, the, the charismatic part of our uh, of our faith we we love that. And and also, it's we have a big heart for um, making a difference among the uh, the, the the least uh, what society would call the least uh, among us. So so, Tammy, I think you're trying to figure out how to how all of those things fit together. I guess the charismatic, the contemplative, the uh, outworking of um, of our desire to, to to make a difference for those that are, are struggling in in life. Yeah, it's a great, those are great observations. And you're right, man, that's exactly what I'm trying to sort of figure out. I think one note I would say is that um, a lot of times when people think about monastic orders, they think of people closer together, kind of separate. And there is a tradition about, about that. And there's a specific call. Um, we think of people like Thomas Merton or, um, you know, St. Benedict, that that was sort of the way that monasticism got got expressed. But then you think about um, like the Jesuits, for example, uh, who traveled all the world doing evangelism, or there are the Dominican order of preachers. So they were, they were really focused on preaching um, or more, you know, more recent, maybe, do you guys have the, the show Call the Midwives that shows up? Have you guys heard of that uh, show? I have Midwives? heard of it. I avoid it, but I have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like a story set in, I think, probably the 1950s or 60s about uh, some nuns living in, I think, London. And their missional work was was that of, of being midwives uh, in the city in a particularly poor area. Mm. So their, re their religious life, so they were more in the city and they were among people, but they still... They still prayed the hours in the offices. Uh, so they were up in the middle of the night praying or it, they, they were Catholic. So they went to mass every morning, but they were present to the people with that particular charism. Um, and that is the missional sort of way of being in a religious order. And that's part of what we're trying to do. Yeah. And so, um, and I think at the center of that for, for us, Matt is um, we. I, I really believe that mission flows from formation, and so what we're trying to do is get people really in touch with the tremendous love of God for them. And so our lives are shaped in a way that helps people really focus interiorly on the way that God is leading them and loving them and healing them of all the things that are in the way. And then that naturally flows out into mission. Um, and we're seeing that happen. We're seeing people transform in those ways and, and become more missional as a result. So what are the sort of things that you are inviting people into? I know you just sort of skimmed past just, just a few minutes back about praying the hours and, uh, you know, rhythms of daily daily mass. Uh, 
you've talked about spiritual direction. I mean, my wife Jacinda has, you know, trained as a spiritual director. So we we love that. We're very familiar with that. And um, and if anyone watching is wants to find out more about that, I'm sure that uh, you know that her or myself or, uh, would would love to uh, talk more about that. It's very very um, uh, cool uh, part of. Uh, it can be a very cool part of our, our, our journey with God. So you know, having someone that can bring some spiritual direction. So, uh, but I guess we've been talking about like ideas, um, but what would it look like? Uh, what, are you, what are you inviting people into? What would you be saying? This is my encouragement to you. Step towards these things and um, like there will be fruitfulness. There will be transformation. There will be uh, empowering. Because uh, I guess we all um, love the idea of that. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I love, I love the uh, just the pastoral heart to make some of this practical. And hmm. you know, this this does take some explaining. Um, you know, so you know, if, I'll just let me just speak right here to. I know this is a recording, but you know, if there are people in front of us, I would just say. Look, if none of this makes sense, it's totally fine. Um, I know this takes some some time to sort of get your mind around, but um, I wonder, you know, I'll start with this. Like one of the things that we help people do is to think about the rhythm of their life. Um, and if you if you take like a week and just think about what are the, what are the default patterns of my day or what are the default patterns of my life? And you just begin sort of prayerfully paying attention to patterns of work and prayer um, engagement with technology. You know, that's a, that's a big one these days, right? Like uh, when Apple added that, that feature on the phone that gives you a report of your time, I, you know, it's like, uh, wow, that's, you know, thank you, Apple. Uh, that's very, helpful to know that (laughs) it's a little scary right and so what we help people do is we help people be intentional about thinking about what uh what am i being purposeful about in the in the way i live my life and what has just creeped in there and is now a habit that is forming me in the opposite direction of what god is actually inviting me towards Mm, um so we we have four rhythms that we encourage people to think about work, prayer, study, and what we call bodily labor, which could include, you know, something like, um, you know, working out or going for a run or practicing yoga or doing the morning chores, whatever, you know, whatever that is for you. Mm. So there's like a sense of like sweeping the house as bodily labor, but there's a way. And I think, I think if you, gave this some thought, there's probably sometimes when you're working in the yard or working in the house that feels like you could be present to God in that space. And there are other times you're just like ticked off that you have to do it. Sure. And we're just trying, we're trying to help people be present to the way that they live in their bodies as they work and do these chores, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, or what are, the, what are the rhythms and habits of prayer? or work. So like for me, Matt, one of the things that I've gotten present to over the past number of years is that without some boundaries around my work, I would work all the time. 
And that's a place of brokenness in my life that God is in the process of healing and um, has been in the process of healing for probably 20 years. Um, and so I have some practices in my life to help me pay attention to where am I using work to like medicate mm. the pain of my life? Um, and what is God's invitation? So for me, God's invitation is towards rest and towards Sabbath and towards entrusting into his hands the things that I think I have to actually hustle about. Um, and so I think one just really practical thing, um, and I could probably point you to some resources, but thinking about the rhythm of your life, taking a week and just noticing what rhythms you already have to your life. And then take that into prayer before God or conversation with a friend mm. and just say, wow, you know, I noticed, man, I, I have this habit. I am, you know, I, I, I pick up my phone the first thing in the morning. Um, and the first 30 minutes, I'm just like dead to the world because I'm glued to my phone. Um, and I feel God inviting me to not even turn my phone on until after I've prayed and read the scripture like that simple little practice, hmm. man, it is transformational for people. Um, so I always encourage people to start in something really tangible like that. Like don't pick up your phone until after you've sat with God for 15 minutes and read some scripture and just see what happens over the course of a couple of weeks, you know? So that would be a really practical thing. Hey, one last thing. Um, like in New Zealand, we have for a good chunk of the last few months felt quite pleased with ourselves with not having COVID uh, in our country and enjoyed a lot of freedoms. And then the, the pesky Delta uh, variant of uh, COVID uh, snuck through the, uh, the borders. And we are currently in lockdown in Auckland. Uh, we're heading into our... Um, well, I probably, I, it depends when we, when we play this. So, uh, but we've, um, there's been multiple weeks of, uh, of lockdown, full lockdown. And uh, so can't meet us at church, uh, can hardly even, um, you're allowed to go to the, the supermarket. And I think that for most people, that's, um, they, they do more supermarket trips than normal just because it's the highlight of the week <laughs> to get out. Right. And, uh, but uh, in, when, and you you were saying earlier on uh, before um, we started recording that uh, you've just met as a church for the first time in eighteen months just uh, just this last Sunday, which is just like wow, that's um, I, it's hard to get my head around. So, um, but what what would you what advice could you give to us? What encouragement could you give to us uh, as people that are unable to meet currently? Um, mm. but we are still a church. We are still God's people. Um, you know, I, I want to continue with my my walk walk of uh, of faith in Jesus. So help me, help me in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, we you know we met a few times outdoors over the summer here, um, but it was our first indoor gathering, and we were masked right. and all that kind of stuff as we as we look to try to reopen and, and replant. Man, I would just say um, 
you know, I think what we're experiencing here is that people's relationship with their church and their faith has really been uh, shaken during this COVID time. That's what we're noticing here. Um, is I've I've literally had people say to me, I, I've just realized I actually don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to come to church. I don't want to be a part of faith community. And that is heartbreaking. Um, and I think I would just say to folks, you know, as you're in lockdown, um, you know, this is really hard. We are going to get through this. And um, I think that there's an opportunity here to invite Jesus to do something really sweet in your individual life as a, as a follower of Jesus. Um, and so in the same way that when we're together, we say, come Holy spirit, I would just encourage you in the, in the, in the presence of your own home, you can invite the presence of God and God will, God will show up. God will meet you in the midst of your grief and your increased anxiety. Uh, I, I only, I can only assume that there's some of you that are experiencing an increase in anxiety in your life increased pressure your relationships are probably increased pressure and i just whatever happens just say come holy spirit into this thing um and just look for god to show up i really believe that if we do that we'll we'll notice something will happen um and that, that would be my prayer for you as you guys are in lockdown for who knows how long um is that god would meet you in this time in a sweet way that is so good. That is so good. Would you like to pray for uh, us as we as we finish up? I would love to. I would love to. In fact, Matt, just early this morning, I was like reading a passage, First um, John, and then as as we came and started our time together, it came back to my mind. So I'm just going to trust that it it possibly you know, could just be a little word for you guys. Mm, cool. Give me a second here. And I will, I'll just close this out in prayer. Um, so this is the opening of the, of the first epistle of John, beginning in verse one. He writes, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we beheld and our hands handled concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested. And we have seen and we bear witness and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, that you also may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And so, Lord, I pray for this church. I pray, God, that you would stir up in them great memories of what they have seen and what they have heard what they have beheld and what they have handled with their own hands in the life of community. I pray God that they would be reminded of what has been manifested among them, what they have seen and what they have bearing witness to, what they have proclaimed to one another, that they have eternal life in you. 
God, would you stir that up in them during this season? Remind them that they have been knit together by the presence of your spirit, that you have stitched yourself to them and that you have not forsaken them. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. It's been so good. Man, such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Blessings to you guys. thanks again for tuning in to today's message we hope and pray that it's been most helpful if you're keen to find out more about us as a church whanau you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person we meet at 10am at Odewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome be blessed and have a great day